0: Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Jess will be back on Monday. He's traveling. And I've got a great show ahead of you here. I can't believe the good news. I mean, this is really, really good news. The UCCB head, okay, who's Archbishop Timothy Proglio, uh, he's saying something that no other bishops other than Bishop Strickland has said. The link between the clergy sex abuse and homosexual priests cannot be denied. And got some more things to say, but he's really calling them out. And it's nice that he's doing that because he's irritating the left, the progressives in the Catholic Church, by that comment because the truth, they don't want to have that come out. Also, good news, U.S. bishops affirm abortion will remain prominent issue for the 2024 elections. Bishop Strickland had something to say about that. And when you hear that one, I'll bring that up a little later. And By the way, Bishop Strickland Hour comes on every Tuesday here on the Terry and Jesse show. If you want to hear an outstanding bishop of the church, listen every Tuesday after the Terry and Jesse show, 12 o'clock Pacific Coast time every Tuesday. Also, news that just struck me, I'll talk a little bit more about it, the Mormon church voices support for same-sex marriage law. What? I thought they were with us on that. Ah, sad. And I'm going to also bring up some bad news, but it's Cardinal Mueller. He's exposing the Germans. He's a German himself. And the the German bishops who are promoting this heterodox synodal way, uh, he's comparing it, are you ready, to Nazi German Christians in the 1930s. What? Yeah. Also, talking about Bishop Strickland, I'm going to mention his opposition to the canceling of the youth rally in Washington, D.C. You know, this man, Bishop Strickland, is calling out a cardinal. Yeah. Yeah. you think that, that's going to go well for him? He could care less. You know what? It's the right thing to do. Also, uh, UK, the British folks, their government confirms those injured by COVID jab can sue manufacturers for damages, but really, at the taxpayers. And you want to hear something crazy a little later? San Francisco launches a guaranteed income program for trans community. They're going to give them a bunch of money, up to $1,200 a month for 18 months and help them go through this transition. Tax dollars, California, are you guys nuts? Yes, I live in California. The other thing I want to hope to get to is an open letter to our bishops by Regis Martin. Wow, Bishop Strickland thanked him for the letter. It's very, very strong. And then of course, talk about the male fertility declining at an accelerated pace. What's going on with that? But before we get to all these good things I just talked about topic-wise, Let's get some soul food in our soul. This is the Friday of, of the <clears throat> 33rd week. It's the Gospel of Luke. We've been going through Luke for a while. Chapter 19, verse 45 to 48. It's short. Jesus entered the temple area, proceeded to drive out those who were selling things, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And every day he was teaching in the temple area. The chief priests, the scribes, the leaders of the people, meanwhile, were seeking to put him to death. But they could find no way to accomplish their purpose because all of the people were hanging on his words. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What jumped out at me on this reading is that uh, you've got the folks making uh, a religion a business yeah where they're going to be making money just to make money and that's uh unfortunate that they're willing to compromise the gospel sometimes i i think of how people get paid to, to decide to do certain things even with government saying hey if your church does this we'll give you that we have none of that our lord says no way don't do it all right let's bring the smartest guy into the room archbishop fulton sheen He brings in St. Francis of Assisi with him on that train today, and this is so beautiful because we are called to do this. St. Francis and Bishop Sheen were having a conversation, and St. Francis said, yeah, we've all been called to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. Well, I I think of what the good St. Francis is saying, and Right now, we, boy, we have a lot of wayward souls. And unfortunately, many of them haven't found their way home. That's why I'm hoping that at the Christmas season, Thanksgiving, that you'll be ready to sh- share the gospel with your relatives and friends so that they will be open to coming back to the Catholic faith. All right, let's bring in this issue right now. I'll bring it up. Male fertility. It's declining at an accelerated pace. This new study shows... It's a research study. The causes of this continued decline in action to prevent further disruption of male reproductive health are urgently needed. These research researchers hypothesized. Now remember, hypothesized in 2017, the decline in male fertility has become steeper since 2000. What's different in 2000? Ask yourself that question. I have some thoughts. This substantial and persistent decline is now recognized as a significant public health concern. I'm going to make a suggestion that there's a couple things. Electronics that we're using, a lot more, uh, especially since 2000 with the iPhone. Um, Maybe that's affecting us, but I'll tell you what I think really affecting the, and this is just my take, is we're so out of control with our sexuality that people are using it and not the way God had planned. And God being God, he uses nature to adjust us. So if we abuse something, it gets taken away. And I think that we've abused our sexuality and used it as recreational sex. And that wasn't the way God planned it. So my take is as a combination of things. Abusing the gift and also the technology issue. All right, I could be off on that, but that's my take. All right, let's get to the next one. This is important, super important, folks. The new head, which is Archbishop Timotho- Timothy Broglio for the Bishop's Conference, is saying some very uh, odd things for many liberals, and I'm glad he's doing it because he's wi- that shows me he's willing to tell the truth even though it's going to be inconvenient, even though he's going to be persecuted for it. That's a good sign for the next three years. We've got an, a bishop there like that. Here's what he said. It would be naive to suggest that there's no relationship between the two. And I'm just proud that the newly elected uh, head of the United States Catholic Conference of Bishops is coming under fire right out of the right chute. And Why? Uh, because the left, the liberal part of the Catholic Church, continuing the assertion that there is no link between clergy sex, abuse, and scandal, and that he rocked the church in recent decades and the presence of homosexual priests within her ranks. There's no question about it, and the facts remain, that homosexuality in the priesthood is a big problem and that they are abusing the minors. That's just the facts, 80% of it. It's done that way. We've talked about it, but to have the archbishop say it, that's another thing. The archbishop will assume the role right now of the UCC president of the bishops' conference, and he is a, uh, a he's the military bishop for the entire world. He said there is no question that the crisis of the sexual abuse by priests in the USA is directly related to homosexuality. Ninety percent of those abused were boys age 12 and over. Now, we've talked about that as lay people, but it seemed like people in the church were just trying to deny this. No. Well, God love him, because the press conference shortly after his election, the archbishop indicated that he continues to stand by his 2018 statement. Can you imagine some liberals saying, well, archbishop, are you still going to stand by your antiquated thought about homosexuality? Yes, I am. As a matter of fact, thank you, Archbishop. See, people, this is what we're praying for: our leaders in our church, our visits to the Blessed Sacrament, our rosaries, our masses being offered. All this needs to be done, and that's why we're doing it. And that's why I tell I tell you continue to put those letters, these uh, spiritual bouquets, to our leaders in the church. Now, when we come back from the break, I'm going to continue because. He's taking some heat, and I want to say, thank you. Let's continue to pray for our bishops, especially uh, Archbishop Roglio, who is now the head of the bishops' conference for the next three years, because they're not going to let him go. They're going to try and hang him on this. And I just want him to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to follow our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and know that when I'm at odds with the world, I must be doing something right. And when I'm with the world then you're doing something wrong. And I wish all of our prelates, all the way to the top, realized that the world, the devil, and the flesh are going to ask us to compromise our Catholic faith, whether it's on marriage, whether it's on contraception, whether it's on the inerrancy of Scripture. All these issues are going to be asked to be compromised on. And it's nice to hear archbishops and bishops standing up for the truth in what we call the deposit of faith And I'm going to, when I come back, I'm going to mention something about the LGBT activists are really upset at this Archbishop. So that tells you he's doing something right. Folks, if you'd like to support us here at VMPR, just go to vmpr.org, become a monthly donor, and you can be getting all kinds of downloads. We are down from the last month, and we just need your support. I don't do a week-long support of Fundraising, I just ask when we need it. And I'm asking. Call 877-526-215. And if you want to make a one-time donation or become a monthly donor, when we come back, we'll find out what why the LGBT folks are upset with the new president of the Bishops' Conference in America. Stay tuned,
1: folks. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Isn't
0: it nice to hear a Catholic bishop, the president of the Catholic bishops, Archbishop Timothy Rolio, he is actually standing up to the LGBT activists in the church, and they're complaining because he's making the connection between homosexuality and the sexual clergy abuse scandal. And the leftist Catholic journalists, they're quick to express dismay over his election and attempted to discredit his statements, claiming that no such link has ever been proven. So I just, I say this again, pray for our leaders. This is a story that made my heart warm because I said, here the guy becomes the new president of the bishops' conference and right out says, hey, There's a connection between homosexuality and the priesthood and the priest scandal. No question about it. Well, God love him for being so straightforward and telling the people the truth. Now, another uh, good news story is that the U.S. bishops are affirming that abortion will remain preeminent issue for the 2024 election. Now, I heard, and I'm going to have Bishop Strickland on next Tuesday to talk about this, because he was there. He actually... (laughs) was influential and in saying, "Guys, cuz some of the guys were saying, "Hey, don't we have to update this and, you know, come on, it's, it's kind of old now. Let let's have a different view." And Strickland said, "This is great. Hey, the deposit of faith doesn't change. Abortion positions don't change. It's killing innocent life, gentlemen." Can you imagine the bishop just being like that at a conference? And you wonder why he's a, he's like an anomaly. It's because He's not worried about what everybody else thinks of him. He's worried about the salvation of his soul first. And, as he tells me weekly, I'm worried about a shepherd. I want to shepherd the flock. I don't want to meet my you know exit interview and say, where were you, Strickland? You know? So that's the, that's the point here. And also, um, this is uh, interesting because Cardinal McElroy, another supporter of the LGBT agenda objected to this decision. So it's funny, the same guys are constantly trying to water down Catholic teaching on abortion. Uh, Bishop Astow remarked that adding people were uneasy and looking for guidance on how to govern themselves in a way that divisions and bigotry are not hallmarks of the political system. So he's saying that we have to lighten up on this abortion because we're we're alienating people. Hey, Bishop, what about the babies that are being killed? Is that, and who's alienating them? So we've got to stand up for that. And this is just is tragic that we still have, you know, cardinals that don't want to stand up for life. Well, you know where that goes. All right, another story I just want to give you, and this is stories that maybe you'd heard, that the Mormon church voices support for the same-sex marriage law that the Senate just approved with 12 uh, Republicans. And the rest Democrats, unfortunately. But they, um, this just came out. And the uh, Church of Latter-day Saints, that's the Mormons, they want to back the proposal federal legislation to safeguard same-sex marriage, marking the latest show of support for the measure for the conservative leaning. Now, it was 2008 when the Mormon Church... Collaborated with the Catholic Church on a proposition in California that stated marriages between a man and a woman. That's it. So unfortunately, they're caving in. Uh, now, here's how they justify it: the statement they say that the Church doctrine will continue to consider that same-sex relationships would be at God would be at uh, against God's commandments. Well, if it's against God's commandments, why are you saying it's okay? See, that, that doesn't make any sense. Yet it is said would support the rights for same-sex couples as long as they didn't infringe upon religious groups right to believe as they choose. So you have your truth, I have my truth. That's not the Catholic Church, that's the Mormon Church. I get it. We believe this approach in the way of forward as we work together in preserving the principles and practices of religious. Much can be accomplished to heal relationships and foster greater understanding. The Church said in a statement Post it on its website. Check it out. My big thing is, that's when another one where they cave in on it and try to say, well, we still believe this. Well, actions speak louder than words. <laughs> that's my position on that. Uh, I also want to give this information. I know I've got Dr. Ed Mazza coming on. We're going to talk about Cardinal Mueller and uh, other things. But um, I wanted to say that I have another good news story about the bishops cuz I'm going to be pointing out some of the bishops aren't doing their job especially this open letter from Regis Martin but the US bishops new pro-life chair is supporting banning Pelosi from holy communion and president Biden and any catholic who is at odds with the moral teachings of the catholic church so his name is bishop uh, Michael Burbridge, he's the chairman of the Pro-Life Committee, and he was one of several in leadership decisions that U.S. bishops made to their assembly. Now, he said this, and this is what I love, he says that I support the communion ban on Pelosi of a radical pro-abortion stance. He said on Wednesday during their annual meeting, the U.S. bishop-elect Michael Burbridge, he said this, uh, I'm the pro-life chairperson, and this is my decision. He said, none of these people can receive Holy Communion if they're at odds on the church's teachings on abortion. Now, he said, when San Francisco Archbishop Cordelion barred pro-abortion politician Nancy Pelosi from receiving Holy Communion in May, Burnbridge upheld the ban in his diocese in Arlington across the country. I like what he said. He said, Cordillone's directive, it's not limited to just geographical area. And that he would respect the decision of Archbishop Cordillone and be consistent with that decision here in the Diocese of Arlington should this situation occur. The sad thing about this, everybody, this is why we need to be praying. Again, we got another bishop who's doing the right thing, Right? So we pray for him that he continues because he's going to take heat right across the river. He's got Bishop Wilton, Cardinal Wilton, the cardinal of Washington, D.C., who says just the opposite. And remember, Our Lady of Akita said we'd have bishops and cardinals going out and arguing among each other in this time, and it's happening. And unfortunately, we don't have enough (coughs) bishops calling these guys out, but I would say that uh, Burnbridge, he praised the San Francisco Archbishop for borrowing Pelosi from Holy Communion until she repents, calling Cordeleon a courageous man. See, what happens, folks, is when one courageous man speaks up, whether it's Bishop Strickland or Archbishop Cordelione or other bishops, Okay, Bishop Athanasius Schneider, I think it inspires others to say, well, wait a minute, he's right. Why am I such a wimp not speaking out? Why, do, why am I so worried about my brother bishops? Why am I so worried about what others think of me? I'm going to tell the truth. Now, Burnbridge has also revealed that he privately instructs individuals, which I think is great, who have continuously scandalized the church by holding a personal Catholic identity while also publicly advocating for abortion or other inherent moral evils not to come up for Holy Communion in his diocese. Moreover, the Arlington Prelate publicly condemned President Joe Biden's plan to codify a national right to abortion. If Democrats were to win control of Congress, I condemn abortion and any political tactic that would codify abortion as a national policy, said the bishop. Boy, we need to hear that. He's uh he's acting on protecting both children and adults from uh the junk science, which was touted by the transgender activists. So this guy he's 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 willing to stand up. In August of twenty-one, he published a catechetical letter on gender ideology warning of the great danger of a misguided charity and false compassion. I love that line. Misguided charity. Yeah. Go ahead and, and live with your boyfriend. Go ahead and have homosexual sex. I don't want to uh, make you feel uncomfortable. See, that's false compassion. You know what it really is? It tells me where you're at, but you're not willing to tell people the truth. If you love people, you tell them the truth about the gospel. And he's said he calls it misguided charity and false compassion. Way too much going on in our church. And told the faithful who interact with gender-confused individuals to avoid using names and pronouns that contradict the person's God-given identity and reinforce the person's rejection of truth. Can I just share an anecdotal story? Last night, I had another funeral, and one of the funeral home guys decided he's a woman. It's the first time I've had to experience it. Wanted me to call him by um, her, and I wouldn't. And I was able to befriend him And I believe when he comes back on Saturday for the funeral mass, I am going to have some time to really try to persuade him to return back to his Catholic faith. But first you establish rapport, and then you can love him with the truth. I would not compromise. And he knew it, and he didn't call me out, because I was very, you know, helpful with helping him do his job and You know, we we had a good relationship in that professional level. But now when he comes back, pray for me that this young man will realize that God didn't make a mistake on him. So getting back to the letter from the bishop in Arlington Diocese. He said in this letter, he also condemned so-called gender affirming therapy for children as harmful and life altering path. I love it. He says, we must love in the truth, and the truth must be accurately conveyed by our words. At the same time, clarity must always be at the service of charity as part of a broader desire to move people towards the fullness of the truth. This is what Burnbridge's letter said. He said, this is like refreshing to hear a bishop speak. He says, I've been a champion. He he says, Bergen has been a champion of Catholic doctrine, this article says. He's cracked down on the celebration. Yeah, he's 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 been he's been a um, a good guy on a lot of issues. Not perfect by no means, but the fact that he's calling out uh, President Biden, Pelosi, calling out the homosexual connections, calling out uh, that gender ideology uh, is wrong, that tells me we're making progress. And I don't remember le- three years ago when we got our new set of presidents and all the rest of uh, the bishops conference that they came out this strong on anything. And so when we come back, I want to talk with Dr. Ed Mazza about Cardinal Mueller comparing the Sedonal way to pro-Nazi German Christians in 1930s and and Germany. He should know, he's a German. And we're going to talk also about Bishop Strickland opposing the decision to cancel the 2023 youth rally. In Washington, D.C. He's sticking his neck out. Why? Because it's the truth. And we need more prelates who are willing to speak the truth in charity. And boy, we got a couple here. When we come back, put your seatbelt on. You're going to want to listen to this. We'll be right
1: back, folks, after a quick break. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888 526 Two one five one. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
0: Welcome back. Jess will be back on Monday. I have my good friend Deacon Steve over at the Diocese of Orange. They've got a huge event coming up this week. And Deacon Steve, welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show.
2: Thank you, Terry. It's just a blessing to be on the show. Yes, we have a gigantic event.
0: Tell us about Uh, it.
2: Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's called I Thirst Orange County. It's Eucharistic Revival awesome. and Evangelization. Awesome. Yeah, it's really awesome. We have, first of all, starting out with a mass with the bishops, mm-hmm. adoration. Good. And then we go into a series of speakers. Uh, and these speakers are Father Robert Spitzer, <laughs> Kathleen Beckman, Deacon Larry Oney, awesome. Barbara Heil. Yeah. I mean, fantastic people. And we also have it in English and in Spanish. Uh, we have We have a separate track with Father Juan Navarro, uh, and we have another track for Vietnamese with incredible preachers filled with the Holy Spirit Great. after the talks, we will have people come up for an old time altar call jerry uh, terry in which in which the people will coming up and they 're going to be filled with the holy spirit we 're going to anoint them, Great. bless them and 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 tell them that they, they are Missionary Disciples for Jesus Christ. So, Terry, thank you so
0: oh, much. Our pleasure. How can people still get about, a re- yeah. you know, to, to go to it? What what website can you send us to?
2: So, JesusThirstForAmerica.com Excellent. to
0: register. Excellent.
2: JesusThirstForAmerica.com, or you can go to SpiritualHearts.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you, so Steve. Either one. You're a good man. Keep persevering. Keep doing what you're doing and spreading the faith. God love you.
2: God love you, too, Terry. Thanks for the opportunity awesome. to share.
0: You bet, buddy. God bless you. Hey, Doctor Ed. Now, next is Doctor Ed Mazza coming on. Doctor Ed, are you there, brother?
3: Doctor I'm. Well, I'm with you. I don't. I'm with you. I don't know if I'm all here.
0: Ah, uh, well, technically, that's a great uh, distinction to be made. <laughs> You're right, Ed. I just want to thank you. I always enjoy having conversations with you. Over the years, we've had him with you know Bishop Athanasius Snyder. I don't know if you recall that, but I sure do. Yeah. And, and we always have stimulating conversations about the faith. Because we always see it from the perennial teachings of the church, all that. Amen, brother. And I wanted to get your take on two issues. First issue, uh, before I get to Cardinal Mueller, is that uh, Bishop Strickland, who, uh, who we have us every Tuesday here, uh, came out and opposed the decision to cancel the 2023 youth rally for a Mass for Life. He, he says. We have an extremely anti-life president. We cancel our national voice? Question mark Yes, to state efforts, but we desperately need a national voice for life at this critical time. And strongly, Pro-Life Bishop tweeted. And he basically said that uh, <clears throat> the Cardinal uh, is, is wrong on this. He shouldn't be doing this. Now, Ed, politically— once he, he got business done, you know, being in Washington, D.C., he's in Tyler, Texas. He's a little bishop. But it seems to me that Strickland, and I know him well, he wants to stand up every time for the little children that are being killed through abortion, and he's willing to take it on the chin, even from a cardinal. What's your take on that?
3: Well, God bless uh, Bishop Strickland for having the grace of the Holy Spirit to, to speak the truth like John the Baptist regardless of what the consequences are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're about to enter the Advent season, and we, we have readings that remind us of the witness of John the Baptist. Oh, yeah. And that's what we need. Yep. Um, and then I would add sure. that the Church should be doing the exact opposite of what uh, Archbishop Wilton is doing. I agree. Instead of caving, instead of caving to the uh, secular powers. Yes. I don't know how many Catholics know this, but the Catholic Church is is given a certain uh, place in the world by God that does not belong to any other religion.
0: That's right.
3: You know, and the the Pope, in particular, and the Church in general, mm-hmm. actually has the authority from Jesus Christ to intervene.
0: Yep.
3: In the state. That's right. When an issue of salvation is at stake. Well said. When the salvation of souls where sin yep. is at stake. But man, uh, over the last 60 years, that that teaching has been lost, that teaching has not been practiced, and we, we, we've reaped the whirlwind.
0: Oh, yeah, right? look at secularism. I always say it this way, Ed. Who's influencing who? The church or the world? And I would say continually for the last 60 years, the world has influenced the church to compromise and not stand up for what its perennial teachings are. That's why I continue to bring these things up. Dr. Ed, before I go on to the next topic, you've been giving classes uh, to uh, people on the internet on different topics of church history issues of the of the church today. Can you share with our listeners how people can participate and sign up for those classes?
3: Oh I'm thank you Terry. I'm very excited. We have an Advent course for the four Sundays of Advent um, People can attend live or they can sign up and just get the videos, good. but, um, if they go to e d m u n d m a z z a dot acom mm-hmm. they can check out, uh, my Advent course, which is going to be, it's entitled Apocalypse Now, the Third Secret of Fatima. Ooh, that's a
0: teaser. I like that. <laughs>
3: that's good. So that's going to start the weekend of, um, Thanksgiving weekend is the first Sunday what of Advent. Up. So, um, Right. It's, it's you're going to learn a lot of stuff you didn't know before, and quite frankly, nowadays, it's it's life and death.
0: Oh, absolutely. Good, Dr. Ed. I'm going to give one more plug at the end of the show. I want people to sign up for that. Ed, this is something that uh, you're familiar with. Cardinal Mueller, who was the former prefect for the doctrine of the faith, he has just been coming out and really speaking his mind, but I like his mind because he seems to have this Ph.D. in common sense and calling out things that are going on in the church as just ludicrous. For example, he's comparing the German bishops who promote heterodox. Remember that word heterodox means false teaching at uh, the senegal way to German Christians who align themselves with Nazi ideology. What? For both groups, al- uh, adulterated the gospel by conforming it to the current ideological and political, uh, as I guessed, uh, that's another big word. But here's the yeah. point in that first sentence, Ed. Mueller is making these remarks in an interview published in Germany at a Catholic news site called cath.net. He also talked about the possibility of the Pope losing his office if he becomes a heretic. Now, this is really strong language, and uh, I wanted to get your take, first of all, on, him, uh, on his comments about what's going on in Germany at the Senate Way conferences.
3: Well, I feel that everybody's good prayers are mm-hmm. being answered mm-hmm. because uh, Cardinal Mueller—he's really—he stepped it up a notch mm-hmm. uh, these last few weeks, and he's—he's he's acting courageously. And as you know, Terry, the Cardinals wear red for a reason.
0: That's right, martyrdom.
3: It's, it's to remind them that yep. hey, you you have to lay down your life for the for the sheep if necessary. And um,
0: Ed, can I jump in? Problem- you're you're a historian, okay? You've got church history. You've got a good grasp on all this. This is a very strong statement by the Cardinal, and I want to get you to understand, uh, to have us understand it fully. He said the new pagan, now this is, I think he's calling it right, but maybe I'm missing something, but I think it's spot on. He said the new pagan LGBT ideology espoused by the Senator Away, Mueller cited the 1934's Theological Declaration of Barman. I never heard of it in which Christians in Nazi-era Germany condemned the so-called German Christians who aligned themselves with the national uh, socialist ideology. So I'm going to continue, but I want to ask you, the theological declaration of Barman against the German Christians from 1934 should be held up as a mirror or anyone who wants to remain faithful to Christ, Mueller said. He cited the following parts of the declaration. Do you have that part? Do you have it in front of you? Because he said, we reject false teachings that church could and must accept as a source of its preaching apart from the word of God. Other events and powers, figures, and truths as God's revelation. We reject the false teachings of a church could leave the form of her message and her order to her owning liking or to a change of the current ideological political convictions. Your thoughts.
3: So in the 1930s, there were so-called brown bishops, that is to say Catholic bishops that were sympathetic yep. to the Nazi uh, ideology. For
0: political uh, reasons, I imagine. For, you know, go ahead.
3: Well, it's, it's kind of like this. There's two different forms of paganism. One is the form of paganism that exalts the power of the strong ah, good and point. the mighty. Good point. And, and, and that was sort of the Nazi... Uh, ideology. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it led to the, the concentration camps. It led to World War II. Um, another form of paganism is the one that we're suffering with now, especially the German bishops, but also Father James Martin and Absolutely. other uh, misguided individuals that the are heterodoxy. being praised by no less a person than the Pope himself, apparently. Right, right. Sad. Uh, but sad. we got to pray. But the point is, um, I want to share with you real quick here, if we have time, Sure. It's a quote from the Catholic writer, Flannery O'Connor. Oh yes, a lot of people like. Oh, great! And this this applies to the church today. She yeah. says one of the tendency of our age is um, to to be like sympathetic, to be now, now. Of course, we're supposed to be compassionate. Sure. But she, she but she says it's a it's a false pity. Yep. She says in this popular pity, we mark our gain. in— from previous ages we we're more sensible like we we have a greater sensitivity to people, right yeah, we don't want to offend people, we want to you know right, but she says, if previous ages felt less, she says i <clears throat> ironically, they actually saw more, like they saw with truth, and she explains how when you separate tenderness yep from truth she's nailing it she says. Tenderness, which is, she says, long since cut off from the person of Christ, is wrapped in theory. Yes. And when tenderness is detached from the source of tenderness, its logical outcome is terror. It ends in forced labor
0: camps and in the fumes of the gas chamber. Wow. That's a powerful quote. And I love it. And She's spot on. Wow. False, false compassion is prominent right now in the church, unfortunately. And Bishop, I should say, Father Bill Casey used to say, the most merciless thing to do with someone is to let them wallow in their sin. Tell them the truth in charity and clarity. Stay with us, family. When we come back, an open letter to our bishops. I've got Dr. Ed Mazza with me.
1: Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888 888- 526 2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
0: Welcome back. Jesse will be back tomorrow. Dr. Ed Mazza is joining me. Man, he gets some insights uh, from Flannery O'Connor. Man, anything you we can read with her is worth uh, reading. Dr. Ed, uh, I have another topic for this last segment that it reminded me of you. Another doctor, Dr. Regis Martin, I wrote an open letter to our Catholic bishops in America. And the theme said is that it said in times past and you remember these times it was everywhere understood that the care of the soul was the principal function of the bishop's office. He said that is no longer true. Now that's an indictment on our bishops but I want to remind everybody the spiritual bouquets of prayers, praying for bishops. We Earlier in the show, we saw some bishops who stood up to the culture of death. Yes, that's good. But generally speaking, what, what's happening is Regis Martin, who's a teacher over at Steubenville, he's calling out uh, the bishops. And I want to get your take on this, Dr. Ed, because he says it seems almost like yesterday that among all the bishops scattered around the globe, he said that it was everywhere understood that the care of souls were the principal function of your office, and that God has given you no greater, no more essential task than getting souls into heaven. Remember Bishop Sheen had said, if souls are saved, everything is saved. If souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. He said, what must I do to assist the souls entrusted to me, souls for whom God himself suffered and died, to prepare them for a life of unending glory? That was the question every honest bishop needed to ask himself. Your thoughts so far, Ed?
3: Well, I'll just add to that by adding another quote from Bishop Sheen. Uh, He said, America, it is said, is suffering from intolerance. It is not. (laughs) It is suffering from tolerance. Yes. Tolerance of right and wrong, truth and error, virtue and evil, Mm -hmm. Christ and chaos. Amen. Our country is not nearly so overrun with the bigoted as it is overrun with the broad-minded. The, the man who can make up his mind in an orderly way is called a bigot, but the man who cannot make up his mind is called tolerant and broad-minded. Well, unquote.
0: oh my God. And you know, Ed, <laughs> yeah. one more quote. That's, I like quote, giving quotes of people who I just like. They, they say it so well. I'm sure you're familiar with St. Pope Pius the X comment about shepherds and i'm going to include that with you know whether you're husbands or wives Um, this applies to all of us in the church but he said this to his prelates and to himself he said how i tremble to think that souls can be punished for all eternity on the account of negligence of their pastor that innocent people can be led from the path of truth because the words of the inspired text were never preached to them, that the spirit of the world, and of our time especially, should pour into ill-instructed minds for want of a firm hand to check its tide. I have a sacred duty, yes, to defend the truth openly, for God will ask me to render an account for all the souls who have strayed into the way of perdition." That is a powerful statement by the Holy Father.
3: Well, that's the thing, Terry. The, uh, the bishops are—they—they—if you read their documents, if you—if you read their speeches, yeah—they're concerned about racism. They're saying, "Well, there's too many intolerant people who don't want to have illegal immigrants in the country, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera." They—they um, they miss it. They, it's like Flannery O'Connor said. Yes, it's misplaced. Tenderness, it's exactly. Compassion. I agree. It's separated from tr- from truth. Yes. So what 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 uh, Bishop Sheen is saying is that we have to be concerned about truth and error. That's right. Uh, virtue and evil. That's what the bishops need to be talking about. But Terry, when was the last time you know you you you, you remember the seventies and the eighties? I do. Like I quite do. well. Yeah. Uh, when you when you went to a church on Sunday, did, did the priest normally talk about uh, truth and error? No. No. Uh, or that's a fact. Uh, it's in Our Lady of Fatima said that the errors of Russia would spread throughout the world. They're ignoring the message of Fatima. They're ignoring Bishop Sheen. They're ignoring yeah. the traditional gospel.
0: Yeah. Well, let me, let me just go right back then to Regis Martin's letter, open letter to the bishops. He said, it's as if the letter to the Hebrews had never been written, which is why in the reading the sentence, for here we have no lasting city but to seek the city to come. We, we more or less shut our eyes to this fact. It is no longer the city of God. We are urged to seek but the city of man. That is well said. And where there is no salvation, but only the flashpots which lead to death. And he, in this letter, he says, why then should we see the church as anything special or unique. Maybe Jesus got it wrong when he told his disciples, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Matthew chapter 5. It's as if the uh, pilot light has gone out. <laughs> it's a good analogy. <laughs> and no one can find the city on the hill anymore. When the church is no longer perceived as the institution fashioned by God himself, In order to extend across the vast expanse of space and time, the incarnation of his son, the uh, prolongation, no less, of his person and work in the world. Why should anyone care what happens to the church at all? Why bother to join, much less remain? I think he's nailing it. Your thoughts?
3: Absolutely, Terry. Absolutely. But people shouldn't lose heart that the church is engulfed in so much darkness from people who should know better. Um, one of the things I'm going to be talking about in my Advent course is that St. Paul, in his second letter to the Thessalonians, Mm -hmm. chapter Mm 2, he tells the people, don't get all anxious about the second coming of Christ, because before Christ comes again, and before the Antichrist takes control of the earth, um, first, the catacomb has to be taken out of the center, out of the way. Right. Uh, And Cardinal Manning... From Vatican 1 yes he thought that the catacomb was the Pope as the head of Christendom
0: mm-hmm.
3: so oh there's been an infiltration of the church over the last hundred years yeah. especially over the last 60 years right to get the the, the 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 office of the Pope and what that represents out of the way out mm-hmm. of the center uh, to in order to bring about this false church which Archbishop Vigano and others have talked about mm-hmm. the synodal church right uh, which is it's all about preparing the way for the Antichrist, the way John the Baptist was preparing the way for Christ. It's, it's don't lose heart. This has been foretold in sacred scripture.
0: Yep. Well, I, I got to go back again to this letter. And oh, Ed, before I do that, one more time for your classes for Advent. How can people get signed up for those classes? I want to make sure I get that in again.
3: Go ahead. Yeah, starting Sunday, the, November 27th, oh, good. the first Sunday of Advent. So each Sunday of Advent, we're going to have a class about uh, the third secret. So go to EdmundMaza.com, and we're running a special right now. I've got a special price. Yeah, uh, you can sign up today. Tell your friends and family. Excellent. We we need the knowledge to to stay the course because it looks like things are bleak. But yeah. we have to have the virtue of hope.
0: Yeah, and you know Regis um, also Martin from Steubenville in this letter to the bishops, he really uh, said this to them. What I think. Uh, is needing to be said that uh, why are you why are you so many of you seemingly giving up your office how does one account for such graven refusal to preserve and defend the teachings of the church teachings which whole point of your Episcopal ordination in other words they made these promises at their Episcopal ordination it obliges you to uphold what happened why this loss of faith in the church's mission, the world, and thus bring, you know, why not bring, bring the saving mercy of Jesus Christ to sinners? Get with it, guys. He said, I ask this because if that were the case, then the church over which you preside, concerning whose governance you will answer before God himself, would be no different from the fallen world, which Christ has enjoined on us to assist him in redeeming. The church's life would then be one of complete futility, thereby consigning us all to a state of lassitude and despair. That's what they're preventing. It, it, lots of people are despairing because they're not leading as shepherds. He says, This is not the church of Christ instituted in order to help him rescue the world from its bondage to sin and the devil. Instead, it is an entirely counterfeit church. He's quoting Archbishop. Yes. So uh, he says, which one? Which no one will be interested in joining, much less aiding and abetting you and trying to shore it up. I mentioned the other day, the Protestant churches in the 60s started giving up all kinds of moral teachings, thinking that they'd bring more members in, and the Methodists and the Anglicans, they all died because of that. His final statement, Ed, and i want you to give your thoughts. He said, Christ needs you to be bishops. In other words, which is why he called you in the first place, giving you the grace to fulfill your mission. The world needs you to be bishops. If it's not to go, are you ready for this? Oh my gosh. If it is not to go straight to hell, it needs you to to show it the way to heaven. And we need you to be bishops too, which is why we are praying for you. Go ahead, bishops, show us. Therefore, that our prayers are being answered, like the new bishop of the bishops' conference. I think this letter really called the bishops out. And I know Bishop Strickland thanked him openly on Twitter. Ed, but don't you think it's time to call the bishops to fidelity to the promises they made in their ordination?
3: That's what Bishop Sheen said, and you know this better than me, I and I believe it was May 1972. That's right. He said, "It's the, the laity will save the Church, and how will they save the Church? Because they will hold their you know, right. priests to being priests. Yep. They will, you know, hold them accountable that bishops be bishops, that consecrated religious be consecrated religious. And uh, again, very quickly, this is all predicted at Fatima in the Third Secret. Yep. We have various people who have read The Third Secret over the last 60 years. They all say the infiltration starts, the apostasy starts at the top. We've got to pray.
0: Yep. Hey, Dr. Ed Mazza, thanks for joining us here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Folks, I'd like to uh, also remind you, you can listen to these shows on podcasts. Go to vmtr.org. If if um, Jesse was here, I'd say, Jess, what state should we be living in? And Of course, he would say, the state of grace. And then I'm going to also come up with But Our Lady of Fatima said that souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray. Let's pray for our bishops. We had saints tell us that bishops' skulls are down in hell. What? Well, let's pray for our bishops with spiritual bouquets give them the graces to be true bishops and shepherds of souls so that the salvation of souls is their number one item. All right, I want to thank everybody for joining us. May God bless you in this weekend. Keep the faith, share the faith. And again, I'd like to tell you that here at Virgin Most Powerful, we're never going to give up. We're going to continue with the perennial teachings of the Catholic Church. God bless you and your family. Up next, the Bible with the Barbers.